Welcome to Niners Talk with John, Tim, and Brian. Let's talk Niners. How can six of you miss a play like that, huh? <sighs> I'm not quite sure how to feel about that game. Is it Victory Tuesday or is it not Victory Tuesday? It's Injury Free Tuesday. Yeah, I, it's, I, I wanted the win more than probably you guys did, as you could tell from the text messaging. Just because they get the Rams. As you guys were saying on our text thread, no one got hurt. It's okay. This guy's not falling. Okay. I, I, let's just, I'm going to put you guys in perspective <laughs> here a little bit. Two years ago, we're sitting here watching the Niners play the same LA Rams. And it was went into overtime and Ambry Thomas picks it off. But in the Niners had rallied from a 17 0 deficit. And I was happy that they won. But I'm even more happy they got the number one seed, and I got a weekend of stress-free <laughs> football. So I'll trade you for that. So there you oh, go. God, why don't you cheer up a little bit here? It was a glorified preseason game. So yes. normally I'm the skeptic, but I'll try to be a little bit more of the optimist here. Uh, but it feels so good to say Victory Tuesday in my What's you know Up what? Nation. I would much rather have Victory Tuesday come after the divisional playoffs so yes the Niners but let's look at these the Niners the last two years they've gone to the NFC championship they lost against the Rams of course at SoFi a game that Brian was at they then lost of course to the Eagles at the link where we had an act of God basically happened to Brock Purdy we ran out of quarterbacks so, but what this team has had to battle through in those two years was a lot of injuries and frankly, the team being gassed at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to have this team be fresh for the playoffs, uh, I know there's a little bit of, well, how much fresh versus being rusty versus what we've had the last two years where they have some time to heal and particularly Eric Armstead, who I am um, very much hoping uh, we get back to the playoffs. I think the Niners are in a prime position to make a deep playoff run. So yeah, it's just it that. It's just like Victory Tuesday. That's all. I, you know, I mean, some reason Carson Wentz can always beat the Niners, but nobody else. So weird. But let's talk about the game a little bit because it was a weird one. It was a glorified preseason football game. Really a tale of two halves. The Niners came out firing, had a ridiculous amount of time of possession in the first half and then along with yards and then not so much in the second half where the Rams pretty much did all that. But we got to see a lot of subs and we got to see a lot of firsts, which was great. Uh, One of my favorites was seeing Taylor Hawkins' first interception. I mean, for a guy who's been on the practice squad for two years and has gotten injured and cut to be on the NFL field, Getting a game check and get interception. That was just cool. Yeah. So, Brian, thoughts? I will say, because it was a glorified preseason game, I spent the first half multitasking. So I, I ended up cleaning the bathroom, but also kind of had the TV on in the background and doing other things. You got to get clean. <laughs> you got to get you clean. Can't, so. You can't, no, you can't slack on that. I'm proud of you, Brian. 
But I was, it was funny, John. I looked at the spread at halftime. You know what it was? 13 and a half, minus 13 and a half to the Niners. Mm -hmm. And uh, didn't cover that one. But yeah, you're right. You're right. I think when I texted you guys, I was sitting at a, I I went to the brewery at halftime and I got to watch it with a couple of people. And so I just wanted to beat the Rams because I know so many people down in LA. And uh, all right, it's okay. You're right. I was going to lose my sh. I was going to go ape shit, but I think it was fine. It was totally fine. So, but I will say that the Rams do look hot. So they are going to be, they're pretty strong. I think them and the Lions are probably the two strongest, like the hottest teams right now in the uh, NFC. And I think the Rams are like that match you strike. It yeah. flames and it's going to fizzle out. I, I think, I think that's more media conjecture than anything else. That's just my opinion. I mean, we'll see when they have to go to Detroit and face that team if they're the if they're the real deal. Well, so. if we beat the Rams, they would have dropped to the seventh seed, right? And then they would have played the Cowboys. So that's correct. So Tim, what do you think of? I think, frankly, I left it like like any Niners fan. I I wanted them to win. I agree, but with both of you, it was a tale of two halves. I mean, the Forty ers in the first half, they had twenty one minutes in terms of time of possession and their touchdown drives were their drives were basically touchdown missed field goal touchdown second half punt fumble the Niners had two first downs in the second half so that tells you all you need to know but you know why did that happen well they started pulling their starters Trent William goes out I think after the first series by halftime Debo and Brandon Ayuk are in street clothes Kittle is not playing that was pulled, if Red Warner was pulled, Greenlaw was pulled, and you're going up against the same, the Rams' second string uh, as well. I think the only thing they wanted to get, obviously they wanted to get a win and better seed. They did it with Carson Wentz. Kudos to Carson Wentz. He can beat the Niners. Does Carson Wentz have any Super Bowl rings? Not to my knowledge. Well, no, he does have Yeah, he does. Yeah. That doesn't really count. That doesn't really count. It was Nick Foles. <laughs> Hey, Drew Bledsoe has one too. <laughs> yeah, Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, that's a great point. So he is the Drew Bledsoe for the Philadelphia Eagles uh, that that year. But yeah, no, no fair point there, John. Yeah, I came out of this like I would have watched the game in in August when they played the Raiders, and I was kind of like, all right, well, that that game's not going to matter. It's not something we're going to be talking about in two weeks' time. I'll just put mm-hmm. it to you that way. So yeah, I wish they had, had pulled it out, just being a fan. But hey, I, like I said. We're not going to be talking about this come playoff time. I'm more looking forward to seeing the end zones painted red and getting the first images of that because that brings back so many wonderful memories. And it just feels like when they do that, it's like, oh, yeah, it's on. It's big. It's it's big. This is playoff time. And this yeah. is playoff time in the Bay Area. So for those of you who are just turning in for the first time or are loyal listeners, we're three obsessed Niners fans get together weekly to talk football. If you have a chance, give us a review, give us a like. I uh, want to thank everyone for tuning in. I can't believe we've done this now for this is our 27th episode. And we've had 752 listens since we started. Yes. And I don't think I know, I don't think I'm related to all of them. So thank you, everybody <laughs> who's tuned in. But it's been a great season. Tim and I have seen two in person. I've seen another by myself. 
Brian, you've seen a couple in person as well. But let's talk about this game a little bit and some just some big themes. So Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold had a pretty good showcase put out there. I thought he looked yeah. okay. Yeah, he looked, he looked horrible. Good. No, first half. No, I thought he was 14 and 19 for 168 yards and a touchdown. When we had talked about that at some point, Purdy may need to come out and you wanted a guy who's going to be able to come in and deliver right away. And that was what Sam Darnold did in the first half of this football game. I thought the Niners opening drive, they went right down for a touchdown by Elijah Mitchell, but uh, he was connecting with the receivers. And I think you could just tell that this is a guy who has taken a lot of reps in practice. I'm not going to say that he knows the receivers as well as Purdy as well as Purdy does, but uh, to come out in that situation, hey, you're starting. He was. He also had a lot to play for. I think he got a, a pretty big financial incentive for you to win this game. So, yeah, I, I thought uh, he played uh, particularly well. Now, when they took out his top receivers in the second half and uh, a few people on the offensive line, it was a much different story. Yeah, well, makes it a little tougher. But we saw Chris Conley had an awesome catch. Ronnie Bill had a touchdown. Jordan Mason and Elijah were catching the ball from the backfield, which was a nice little wrinkle. But yeah, they looked good. Kind of reviewing our weird piece of victory because we did number one, which was we played preseason football. We had the Stars go out there, play a little bit, and nobody got hurt. And I believe we met probably a number of co contractual obligations incentives, so people could earn some more dough and nobody got injured. The only sad part of it was Jason Barrett hurting his shoulder yeah. in practice. And, and apparently he was going to play a decent amount and probably could have been on the playoff. And now he's got another rotator. Another thing. The guy's going to be bionic by the time he's done playing football, but hopefully he can enjoy the ride that we're hopefully about to get on. So, Brian, do you have any stars of the game? Well, I, considering I didn't know a lot of people in the second half, I, <laughs> I'm going to lean towards the first half because the first half was pretty exciting to me. So I think, Tim, you called it. Sam Darnold looked pretty good out there. He can definitely play in a situation. I mean, it looks like he has got um, NFL experience. So mm -hmm. that is something that is key, and that's something that I'm sure the coaching staff for um yeah but with all the weapons i think darnold is pretty pretty damn good so i expect maybe a slight drop off if he has to come in but you know not too bad in terms of the stars in the game i mean yeah i did see that touch bell that touchdown from ronnie bell always great and then i i kind of remember that chris conley catch mm -hmm. yeah so and then you were talking about the Hawkins interception. I think I was downstairs and I went upstairs to, to kind of look at that replay, but it looked pretty good too. So, yeah. Yeah. So you don't have a star of the game. You just have people that you liked. He, I, I have. Okay. I mean, your star I'll say so. back. I will say, well, I usually like picking like the, the underdog or the person that's comes out of the ref. So I'll go with Ronnie Bell since he got that touchdown. Yeah. Sam star of the game. No major injuries. That was my star of the game. That's what we wanted. Um, <laughs> so boring. I completely disagree with you. I could not disagree with you anymore. 
<laughs> you know what? We, we want this team to go far. And if boring by you is no major injuries uh, in this game, okay. So the uh, medical staff at least gets a start of the game. Hey, they're, they're out there doing their job. Uh, <laughs> starters, so uh, yeah, no major injuries. That is my star of the game and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Well, my star of the game is going to go to oh. field staff. Field staff. They painted the, okay. they, they painted the lines on the field very well. Everything looked great. Chris looks there on TV and they're gearing up to paint the end zones red. <laughs> and Fine. But, you know, I, I guess, you know, fine, I, John, I will throw one out at you just so you'll just kind of, you'll, you'll just kind of, uh, get off uh, my case a little bit on the no major injuries. Um, let's give two, uh, one to Elijah Mitchell and one to Jordan Mason. Mm -hmm. I thought both of them came in, played particularly well. I love how Jordan Mason runs the football. I hope to see a lot more of him, maybe not in the playoffs, but I, I just, I love bringing him in at the end of the game where he can just milk the clock. And he's the kind of guy that just can run down a fatigued defense. Like I think we've said before, he's kind of like the relief pitcher. And I thought he had some good quality runs in this game. And Elijah, he has been battling on a lot of injuries, so it's great to see him healthy. We had talked about having that kind of one-two punch. Giving McCaffrey a breather. We saw that in the Cardinals game when Mitchell came in. We saw that again in the Red, excuse me, the Commanders game. And we saw it today. So there's some good depth at the running back spot there. So I'll give you two stars for that there, Don. No, and it was great seeing them both catch out of the backfield. Yeah. Because we know CMC can do it, but to see those two guys do it. You asked the Colts, who are about one catch away out of the backfield from going and winning, if that's important. All right, so places to improve. Brian, were you at the game? No. No, I. That's oh, why you were cleaning your bathroom. I was cleaning the bathroom. Where, where were all the fans? Like I looked on the TV, it was like it really was like I was like nobody there. Uh, we all like, stayed home. We need we needed we needed to get ready for for the game on January twenty with twenty or twenty one or twenty two, whatever that day is. So we we all stayed. Yeah, home. I I feel like the Niners really can improve. I know that we travel well. We we go to road games, but that was kind of a led. Oh yeah, it's fine. It's not easy to go. Um, but yeah, I thought that would be a nice little improvement. Are you going to the playoffs? I will go to the first round. Okay. So I will go to that one, the NFC Championship game, since that's going to be some major coin. That one I will sell. Though. So okay. that one I'll get rid of, but I will go to the first round. For those of you looking for tickets, talk to Brian about the <laughs> NFC Championship. Then where else can we improve other than fan attendance? Well, I didn't think the fan attendance was terrible, John. I don't know what game you were watching, but I thought it looked fine. I thought they had a decent-sized crowd there, so it, it wasn't the lot of empty seats. I don't Probably think at it the was end. that many. I, I, wonder... I watched the condensed version of the game, John. I'm not seeing what you're saying. They're packing people. Are you sure you were not watching <laughs> the Carolina Panthers? Yeah, I'm pretty sure on that one. Well, they're like what, five bucks? To, obviously, we're disagreeing on the, my stars of the game. And the how you viewed the attendance versus how I viewed the attendance, but it's good to have disagreements. We don't want this to be all sunshine and rainbows oh, all yeah. the time between the three of us. Anyway, where can we improve? 
I thought some of the receivers in the second half did not look as well as I'd hoped. And I think one of the cases, we had some drop passes, particularly on that last drive, mm-hmm. that could have put us in position for a potential field goal. Ronnie Bell, I know he had a touchdown, but he ran the wrong route in the third quarter. I think Donald's expecting him to go on the inside, and that was on a third down. So again, it could have given the Niners a little bit of momentum, but he certainly got an earful from, from Kyle when he came off the field. And Debo was standing right next to him, I think, trying to coach him through. So I look at it as a rookie mistake. He's still learning first season. But yeah, that's where I would say places to improve. I mean, if I really have to dig deep and go wide receiver depth needs to have better routes, I think that's a good problem to have. Well... Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Jake Moody wasn't the elephant in the room for a really long time, and then he put himself right back into the elephant in the room conversation. Going to the playoffs, Robbie Gould was perfect in the playoffs. We have to worry about Jake. Is it a place to improve? Brian, is he keeping you up at night? Field goal wasn't really all that shocking to me, but that the missed PAT was. I'm going to lean towards no for now until <laughs> that's a I soft mean, no it's a soft no that's a soft no i i it's hard to really define how i think how i feel but i'm i'm leaning towards not quite yet i mean who knows he may he it may come down to a like a cleveland browns type of game again and obviously we don't want that to be the case mr optimism <laughs> more optimistic on this podcast than i have been on others <laughs> No, I don't think it's a. I, I don't think it's an area uh, to be concerned at. I'll give you. I'll give you two reasons that I'm thinking of right now. Number one, how many field goals did Moody miss this year? He missed five. How many did Robbie Gold miss last year? His final year, he missed five. So that tells me right now that Jake Moody's been kicking uh, pretty well, and the fact that we have not even mentioned him until the final week of the season. It tells me that he's been consistent in both areas on field goals uh, and PATs. The other reason I want uh, Moody on uh, the team is that he's been doing a hell of a job. This is kind of an overlooked item um, in the 49ers. Robbie Gold really struggled on kickoffs to pin the team deep, and that oh, gave yeah. a lot of opportunities for the opposing team to have good field position. Instead of starting from the 25, you're starting from the 35 or the 40. He can never get the touchbacks. And that's just because of how his leg worked. Mitch Wisnowski could not do it either. Moody has done a fantastic job pinning those teams deep, and there have not been any re- major returns on the 49ers uh, be- because of that. And then, and very, and, and that's a, a really good blessing or an asset to have because the kick return coverage from the Niners, when they have returned, it hasn't exactly been stellar. Yeah. Um, so for those, those reasons, yeah, I know Moody missed a field goal there, but hey, we, we could also point to Robbie Gold missing two years ago against the Bengals, where I almost threw my iPhone out of the car and decided I would never watch the 49ers <laughs> again until 10 minutes later. I said, well, I'll just see what they're doing. <laughs> so, good thing you didn't get rid of your iPhone. No, oh, I haven't got to turn around and go get yeah. my iPhone off yeah, the street. But I, I, I do apologize to any patrons and the Reston Town Center parking lot who heard me scream from inside a car. He's staring at my phone when he missed the game winner. But um, yes. So yeah, no, I, I, I'll, but Leah, let's go to you, John. 
I, I would, it's, you don't want to have that question mark going in, but you know, we missed the Browns kick. He came back into Minnesota and nailed some big ones, especially from pretty far out. Missed field goals and missed PATs are going to happen. I would have preferred that they didn't happen right before the playoffs so that the shattering heads can shatter away. I don't think it's a lot to be concerned with, but this is my, but I will be a little extra nervous if it comes down to, and here comes Jake Rudy on the field. Now I will be supportive of his all get out, but I'll just be a little more nervous than the Robbie gold. That's it. So, but in, in the spirit of things like this game, just, it didn't mean anything. There was, it was very stress-free. I spent most of it watching other teams play and the Seahawks somehow got a win because Arizona missed a field goal, but all in all, it's been a good season. So let's look real quick at some of the things that we are cross, well, 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 fascinated about. Um, way back in this, June and August, <laughs> way back in June and August and whether or not we got them right. Is that um, when we were young and idealistic? That's exactly. That was a great show. I listened to it today. <laughs> so first and foremost, the number one prediction that we got wrong was Tim was never, ever going to go to a commander's game, but a 10 year old <laughs> little girl changed his mind. Okay, no. there was a, another development that occurred, and that was Dan Snyder being forced to sell the team. So it made a difference if Dan Snyder still owned the team and my niece wanted to go. We'll never know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but what was funny was the way you'd put it, it's like I'd be at home on New Year's Eve, drinking a glass of wine, watching football, which is exactly what we did after we got back from the commander's game. So yeah, you, you made it sound like you were never ever going to go back into that place. I'm glad you took one for the time. Okay. <laughs> is, is, is this a part where you say, but it's okay, Tim, we understand. <laughs> oh, sure. Because but there are okay, more things I, I got wrong on some of the predictions. So I'll just, I'm going to steady myself for the onslaught that I think is about to come. No, that was, that was really the big one. So, oh, I, oh, I've got another one. Ryan. Yeah. Has to not end up being the number two quarterback. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. I'll, I, I will follow the sword on that one. He, he, he I don't think he's played really well much that year. So, yeah, that's fine. He, he, they got shipped out, and I think he was going to overtake Sam Darnold, but I guess that did not happen. I guess Sam no. Darnold's experience. Yeah, yeah I and, think, yeah, going back and listening to that podcast i think one of the things that we had mentioned was that sam darnold simply had more experience at the position lance was coming in out of college in a shortened college career he of course had the injury in 2022 and previous to that he had not played much in his rookie season and he had an injury in that season uh, there as well but like brian i was fully expecting lance to compete and early on the indication seemed to be that he was doing very well in in training camp after he warmed up but when he was he seemed to be pretty well on 
But then came that first preseason game against the Raiders, and I think all three of us went, ooh. Tim, Brock Purdy. Yes. Um, this is one you're like, I'm really glad I was wrong on that. Uh, Why? Well, I, I am. There were two things I, let's turn the word speculated about. One, but was there going to be a quarterback controversy between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy? Um, it was a swing and a miss. <laughs> there was, looking back on it, no, there never was a quarterback controversy. They should have never been any mention <laughs> of a quarterback controversy. So there was that. And then there was Brock Purdy. Hey, he's got a lot more exposure. He's going to have a lot more scrutiny. Is he going to hit a sophomore slump? And the answer to that was, that's a negative ghostwriter. So I think, I think we have, as we have talked in the last few weeks, what we have seen him do, not only throughout the season, but when he has faced adversity, the three-game losing streak, he was able to bounce back his game in Philadelphia to sort of avenge that 49ers playoff loss to the Eagles. And then, yes, he lost to, he had a bad game against the Ravens four picks, but comes back the next week and just plays solid. So, yeah, that was the sophomore is, slump did, did not occur. But as you said, John, I'm, I'm quite happy. Is, I don't, I'm okay not being right on that one. Is he Montana-esque? Montana has four Super Bowl rings, so that's when you become Montana-esque. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to crow a little bit. I was very right about the offense being special and Brock Purdy. And CMC having an MVP season. Mm -hmm. And, but I will also do my last crowing of that the Eagles were going to have a fall. Now, when they were 10 and 1, I looked really rolling on his but it's caught up to them in a big way. And now they're just, there's crazy talk happening about firing Nick Sirianni and Bill Belichick to the coach. You're like, <laughs> really need to stop. I, I think the stop panic your head against the, the wall for, for a rush. Yeah. Just to stop. That's not going to happen. I was really wrong about Dallas not making playoffs. That was a prediction. I'm like, that one, I, I didn't, didn't do. But, and this was, I thought was really interesting. We were pretty much spot on with the schedule. The... Yeah, we, we had caught, we, I listened to that the other day while I was running and we talked a lot about the first few games of the season. We didn't think there was much of a challenge until Dallas, which was a, a big one. Cleveland, we thought they were going to be good, but obviously the weather was a little bit. Minnesota, I think Tim, I Tim was just bashing Cleveland, by the way. Tim, well, it was <laughs> like, like I have said, it was not without precedent. We're talking about the most cursed sports city in America. So, I mean, come on. It just, <laughs> yeah. I just think Cleveland, I think, okay, they're going to, it's heartbreak city. They're going to screw it up somehow. <laughs> but, you know, you had also told me, if one of you guys had told me Joe Flacco is going to come in and lead this team. <laughs> Why well, it's the greatest story ever <laughs> told. Walgreens or something? <laughs> uh, they, they threw him in there because, yeah, so, yeah. I, and I have to say, I had to prepare myself for the onslaught on, on this podcast. I, I think there may be also a little bit of 
John, since you're my older brother, I will say you were right and I was wrong. And stuff. <laughs> I got that going for me, which is nice. Any superstitions this year? We're done bashing the 2023 oh, right. Yes. That's okay, done. moving on. All right. We all well, knew I, they were going to do well and make the playoffs. And here we well, are. I will say, I will say, John, you before we, we jump on superstitions, you were spot on about Cincinnati because you were calling it. It was right before the bye. They were going to look. We didn't know which way they were going to teeter, but you, you kind of called that one. So, and uh, you basically wrote a love letter to Joe Burrow on that point. Well, that's it was Joe Burrow's best game of the year by <laughs> leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah, but he's he's pretty awesome. So, but superstitions, anything that came up this year that's been working? Chicken wings. So sometimes they lose. Sometimes the mm -hmm. vendors have lost. I made it one time, but I made it last weekend and they were spot on delicious in the air fryer. 400 degrees, a little salt and pepper and a little Kinder's seasoning. Flip them, flip them once halfway through and they're just dependent. So I've been doing that. So that is my go-to food this year. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty well, Bosa Run has been oh, yeah. successful. I did my 10 and a half last week. He, he did not have any sacks. So I got one more to complete the set, which I'm going to be doing on Saturday. Yeah. By the way, 10 and a half miles is a long way. I don't know how you guys go for another 16 <laughs> after that. The one superstition I did get is my daughter, V. When the Niners went on their three-game skid, when the sky was falling, I don't know if you guys remember that fun month, she gave me, right before the Jazz game, she made a bracelet for me that had Go Niners, then had CM, FW, DS, BP, around it in letters for the players' names. And every game I wore it so far, except for the Ravens and Rams, They've won. So I've worn that every game and every game I've attended with Tim, with Vivi, nice. they've won. So that's been my, my superstition. You see your Bosa runs and bracelets from 10 year olds. Tim. Oh, oh sorry. Go Brian. Ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Oh, I do have one more. I do have yeah. a superstition where I wear my, I have two pairs of red socks. So one is a stand sock that has sriracha the uh, the asian mm -hmm. hot sauce the rooster so one has that i wear that on game days and i've i interchange it with another stand sock that is like a, a red floral print and been working every now and then i'll lose one but those stand socks are pretty pretty now pretty do you put it on left then right or right then left <laughs> or does no, that not I, figure into it that does not figure into this one. okay into the whole day. Let us know if it figures in for the division. Okay. <laughs> it's going left, then right. <laughs> I just got the feeling like you're really enjoying this podcast, John. They love what I you almost do. want to ask, are you mad at me? Working? <laughs> oh, oh, nothing but love. Yeah. Okay, my superstitions, and it's one that I really don't like, but it's been working. It's been working, and it's been working about the last two years. I do not wear any 49ers gear, not, not on during the week and 
I have precedent to back this up. The last time I wore my Joe Montana jersey at a game, or actually for any game, was the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. And we all know how that did that. Yes. I wore my Montana jersey. They drafted Trey Lance. We all know how that went. <laughs> Christmas this year, my wife goes on to the internet, finds this wonderful outfit. Maybe you guys have heard of him. It's called Mitchell and Ness. And they are known for, if you're looking for jerseys from great players way back when, like authentic jerseys from the, the uniforms of the past, that's where you can go and get them. In fact, I think, Brian, I think you have a Matt Williams Giants jersey from Mitchell and Ness. I like Yeah. Who's Matt Williams? Third baseman. I, I was a Niner because this is a Niner song, not Giants. I, I understand, John, <laughs> but I would have assumed that you would know a third baseman for the Giants who played a candlestick. Anyway, it's me a Mitchell and Ness authentic Jerry Rice jersey. Oh. On Christmas night. But I took it downstairs with me <laughs> watched the Ravens game. By halftime, it was back in the closet. <laughs> Look, it's I want to wear Niners gear. <laughs> Look, the, the thing at the Commanders game, I didn't wear anything at the Cardinals game. I'm not wearing anything. Any other games we've won, nothing, has happened, nothing bad has happened. So, yeah. So are you going to wear gear this week because they're not playing? No. Okay. No, I don't wear it at all. So it stays in the closet until I feel that the mojo has turned. And I don't feel that the mojo has turned. So until they win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's basically it. That's it. (laughs) That's the only thing. So you may never wear Niners gear. I I don't want to go there because I don't want to talk Super Bowl yet. But in a hypothetical situation in another dimension were that to happen, Perhaps. Okay, well. <laughs> As you said in a text a couple of days ago, don't anger the football gods, because I was kind of yes. going off on the, the the Jaguars not making it, and of course the Seahawks, so I, I, yeah. I'm okay eating. I'm okay. Don't, don't fly too close to the don't sun. Don't fly close to the sun. Don't be Icarus. So. Yes. Uh, well, it's uh, Niners trivia time with Brian. Uh, see if... Uh, Tim and I still have some knowledge about the Niners before we start talking some playoffs and wild card weekend where the Niners will not be playing because we're the number one seed. Just feels so good to say that. All right. Niners trivia. This week's going to be kind of a round robin of some things, some playoff teams, and also just some 49ers knowledge in general. So this one's about the Lions, who we didn't talk about this year since we didn't play them. What does WCF stand for on the Lions jerseys this year? William Clay Ford. Ford. Montez? No. <laughs> you are correct on that one. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't even right away. Okay. All right. Okay. So that's number one. Two. Last playoff game played at Candlestick Park. The last playoff game and the Packers game, the divisional playoff where Colin Kaepernick just went bonkers. All right. Speaking of the Packers. Yeah. Right. And then that year, 
where did they go after that? They went to the Super Bowl. They beat the That's Falcons right. the week after in Atlanta. Of the Packers, who is a Lambo in Lambo Field? Curly Lambo. Curly Lambo. He helped. He was a coach. Team. Yeah. All right. And also, sometimes still uses a, a also sometimes a player. Oh, Curly Lambo. Okay, number four. What made the Pro Bowl in 1981 as a defensive rookie? Who was the next Niners defensive rookie to do that? And what college did he go to? So let me make sure I understand. So Lot makes the Pro Bowl in 81 as a rookie. Who was also a rookie in that year to make it? And what college? Who was the next defensive rookie after 1981? After 1981. To make the Pro Bowl as a rookie. Defense. Defense only. I'm going to go Patrick Willis from Mississippi. But that's a really tough one. I mean, the other one I thought would make Nick Bosa. You, John. I think, yeah. Patrick Willis, Ole Miss. Okay. All right. Number five, and I got one more. So the last one is red end zones are back, and I know you guys love them. Did they first start? Which season? If you know this, and when was the last game to have red end zones at Candlestick Park? Yeah, game to have red end zones at Candlestick Park was the game that you and I were at, Brian. The one actually right behind me. Uh, if you can see the Zoom call here, so I already knew that answer. Ah, uh, when I didn't well, they, get that one, so they didn't. Brian, they didn't answer. Answer. for the playoffs the next day, the next week. They didn't. They went on the road after yeah, that. They played team. the Green Bay Packers in uh, uh, where it was yeah. like I don't know two degrees, and mm-hmm. they won on a last second field goal. Um, that was that was twenty thirteen. I forget the final score of it. Um, Whatever. Rogers yeah. lost again. To us. Rogers lost. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, so when did they start doing it, uh, Brian? Yeah. yeah. Well, as far as I. I mean, if, at Candlestick, it was 81. That's the first time I ever remember uh, seeing it. I looked for some old game tapes in the 70s when they played the Cowboys uh, at Kizar, but I didn't see red painted in the end zone uh, for that one. Oh, or, why they me, were doing or wait a minute. No, red in the end zone. That was uh, NFC divisional playoffs against the New York Giants in 81. Sorry. Your question, John? Wasn't it? You weren't just asking why they did it, Brian? Too. Why? I, I didn't ask that, but if you know I the think, answer, Tim, why? I think you know the answer. Is like the <laughs> grass was so bad, they just made it red. Little... Uh, no. I, well, I do know that because the Candlestick Park was run by the San Francisco Parks and Rec Association, that they had a limited budget, and there were certain things they could do and certain things they could not do, even if the 49ers wanted to help out. So. No, I think in 81, it was just, it was such a, a Cinderella amazing moment that I, not only did they paint the end zones red, they had 49er logos like on the 35 and the helmet in the 50. And so, you know, the numerals had like double outlines. So it was like, yeah, very well, much. They glossed just, the place. They up. really glossed the place <laughs> over them. And actually, John, to that point, that was, that was the year of the, of the infamous mudslides that happened throughout the Bay Area, you and I, of course, are privy to one of them. But anyway, I'm getting 
way off of the question here. So <laughs> with a little more, a lot more additional details. So yeah. uh, Brian, were there any more? Was that no, it? that was it. That was okay. it for today. Yeah. All right. Well, wildcard weekend is upon us. And I guess, Brian, I mean, who are you looking at that is kind of like, either you think is either totally overrated right now or looking at an interesting game or just a, just general thoughts. Well, okay. So what you're looking forward to. So I look at who we're going to play either the four or five, six or seven teams, right? So either the bucks, the Eagles, the Rams, or the, the Packers. I think for me, I would love to watch as a fan, the Rams Detroit game. I think that one, is going to be, I think, Staff, well, obviously Stafford's going back to Detroit. Game looks good with that with the running back Kyron Williams. Detroit, I think they have some. They've got a good, good team with like Gibbs and Amon. Wait, Amon Ross Saint. Mm-hmm. I have. I don't know. Amon Ross Saint John. Yeah, that guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. But they did lose their tight end. Yeah, sure. that was a yeah. Salem Porta. That was unfortunate. Yeah, that that's the game that I'm interested in watching because obviously, if the area uh, there, so beat Detroit and the Cowboys beat the Packers, then we're going to be playing the Rams. So right. yeah, that's the game that I I'm actually interested in as a fan because obviously we also know Jared Goff who's from the Bay Area, but uh, yeah, that's the game that I'm interested in kind of watching and kind of observing there. Tim. Looking at the NFC playoff picture right now, I think in terms of this breaking down, I mean, if you look at the Cowboys-Packers game, I just think the Cowboys just have too much talent for the Packers to match. The only way I see Green Bay winning that game is if the Cowboys self-destruct. And we have seen that before when they've done it a couple of times in the 2021 wildcard matchup against the Niners, they had something like 11 penalties. It just absolutely shot themselves the foot repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening. I know Jordan Love for his first full season has had some success, but going into the playoffs, as we all know, a playoffs is a much different feel. So I see him being maybe a little hesitant on his throws, maybe trying to force some. Cowboys defense can get, a, a, I think, a, a good amount of pressure on him where he makes a couple of mistakes and that's where Dak Prescott can take advantage of things. For the Lions Rams game, I, I really think the Lions are in a much stronger position than the Rams. I think the Lions, as you point out, John, are frankly are playing with a bit of a chip on their shoulder, mm-hmm. uh, particularly after the game against the Cowboys where they felt they were robbed on a on a controversial yeah. call at the end. And as much as I think the, the Rams got hot at the end, I still think that the Lions, particularly Goff, they're just going to be too much for the Rams at the counter. Goff certainly is going to be playing with a lot of incentive to beat his former team, as is Stafford. But I think just the energy and the playoffs atmosphere in Ford Field is going to be a little bit too much for the Rams to 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 overcome. Yes, they had a great end of their season, but I think they just have, I, I think you're going to see some of the younger players on that, particularly on that Rams defense, they're going to get out of position. They're going to make a mistake and Goss, a veteran who's going to make them pay for, for some blown coverages. 
Yeah, and the Lions can can both run the ball and and, and pass. Yeah, uh, and they've got a pretty good defense. Yeah. So I, I I think the Rams are the trendy pick right now, but I think the Lions are hungry. Yeah. Well, I think uh, the, the trendy pick. Yes, they got hot at the end, and that's a team that I'll I'll be say I'll, I'll say it right now. I'm glad the 49ers clinched the the one seed a week early because mm-hmm. I didn't want to play a hot Rams team where that could have been that could have been something that the the Niners were in a battle and I wanted the team to get as much rest as possible. But shifting gears, the game I really am going to be focusing on is mm-hmm. the Eagles Buccaneers mm-hmm. that has got so many great angles, but most notably is what has happened to Philadelphia. Did the Niners break them? It looks that way and Frankly, what this team can do to right itself, particularly on the defense, you've lost what? You, you dropped four of your last five? It wasn't even a contest against the Giants. Yeah. Uh, the game was I, over before halftime. Uh, we don't know what the status is of Jalen Hurts. He's, I think he's playing pretty banged up. And that's not to be going in. That's not how you want to be entering uh, the playoffs. But the Eagles do have one thing on their side, John. Big Dom is coming back to the sideline. <laughs> I need Big Dom at this point. <laughs> Big Dom, little play center. Yeah, um, put him in at uh, nose guard. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm looking forward to all the game. Right, frankly, it's, it's always a fun weekend. And no matter what, there's going to be a team that no one is really thinking about that ends up winning. It happens all the time. Like, I remember once Michael Vick as a rookie went into Lambeau Field and beat the hell out of the Packers. And once Kirk Cousins went in with the Vikings and, and beat the Saints, who were supposed to be all world that year under Sean Payton. So I, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we're talking about Detroit Rams. I think the Packers are going to push the Cowboys. It's not going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a one-score game. Uh, I think the Packers are in a good position to do it because I don't think the Cowboys are going to take them seriously, which is always dangerous. And, play, and the Packers are playing with house money. Like, let's go to Dallas and play a football game. Those are the teams you don't really want to go against. And then, yeah, the Eagles, Bucks. Baker's been there before. He's done it. He's been in the playoffs. He's won playoff games. That team is what? Three or four years from a Super Bowl, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. So they're yep. so they know they've been in the big dance, and I think I think the Bucks have a really good chance. So, so but, but like you guys were talking about the Eagles and the Bucks. So Jalen Hurts, right? I think you mentioned that he's hurt or he got uh-huh. hurt, and then AJ Brown's hurt too, right? If I yep, he's got hurt knee. Man, that it's looking tough for them. Yeah, it, it is, but that's why they play the game. Because you're only getting Belichick next year. Let's see, like, can, can I? I just, I mean, uh, w- with the Eagles, I mean, McNabb sucked, Andy yeah. Reid sucked, Nick Sirianni now sucks. Okay. I haven't heard Jalen Hurts sucked. They won the Super Bowl a, a few years ago on the Philly special, but the head coach, well, he sucked. Nick Fult, he sucked. Carson Wentz, he sucked. I just always want to ask the Philly fan, well, who's good? Don't want a ball god. So with that, no. I think I need to get off there. But anyway, go ahead, John. So let's talk AFC. Well, it doesn't make too much of a difference for the Niners. 
until hopefully further along. It's in to see some of the ones that are going to play. I mean, you have the Texas versus the Browns. I think CJ Stroud was 11 when Joe Flacco started playing football in the NFL. It's the D'Amico rise. Yeah. How many 49ers assistants are now, are now our head coaches and made it to the playoffs? I mean, that just goes to say the system works, but that's going to be an interesting one because it's in Houston. But you've got a really good Browns defense and you got a hot young quarterback and you got an old veteran quarterback. So, so I think that's going to be the most interesting of the AFC because Pittsburgh. Hey, you made it to the playoffs. You're going to Buffalo. Yeah, and exactly. the Dolphins. Hey, you made it to the playoffs. You're going to Kansas City. It's going to be zero. So, yeah, yep. like not going to be there. Cold. <laughs> not going to the game. Too cold. So, those are going to be interesting. Thoughts on the AFC, Brian? I thought, I thought Miami would play tougher against Buffalo last week. Yeah. I'm surprised by that. That they got, they got beat. But they're so banged you know, up. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen so looks great. Injuries. Yeah, Josh Allen looks good. So, yeah, I, I'm expecting KC to beat Miami and Buffalo to trounce on Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, it's great to see D'Amico Ryan's and, yeah. and his staff kind of yeah. do some things in Cleveland. Uh, I mean, and sorry, he, in Houston. Yeah, it did all on that for Ryan. I mean, I when he went to the Texans, I just was like, oh boy, that's going to be a tough ship to turn around. But, but yeah. A really big congrats to him on a fan, phenomenal turnaround there. I, I think, yeah, like Brian, I'm going to be closely paying attention to the football game where half of America probably can't see it because it'll be streaming on the Peacock app as opposed to any major, not, not ESPN. Which game is that? Which game that is, is it? That is the Dolphins-Chiefs game on so, Saturday night. So All I have to say, and this will increase, they should pay this woman $75,000 million. Just say Taylor Swift sing the national anthem and people will be like, Sold! I'll Peacock! Peacock so, for life now. Apparently, if you have a network, if you have the NFL Plus, you can also see it, which of course I have because I buy everything extra on the NFL because why wouldn't I? So we'll see. I'm going to be curious more probably on the reviews of how that broadcast goes on Peacock and the quality of it, then maybe a little bit more of the game. But yeah, I think it's a tough task for the Dolphins. As you said, John, they're banged up. They've also been doing their, unfortunately, their best Jekyll and Hyde impressions. We saw the game on Christmas Eve against the Cowboys. I thought, well, hey, this team... Still, he, this team has still got some some fight in them, some weapons. And then, as Brian said, against the Bills at home, Tua kind of went out in, in the fourth quarter. Just uh, Yeah, I mean, Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead in a playoff game is like... Yeah. I think it's the NFC playoff games are more interesting than the AFC. And then we get the week after, we'll know who we're playing. And we'll know... The other games as well. So but we can talk about that next week. So one last thought. The Saints running out of TD out of victory. Oh, man. <laughs> that was absolutely terrible. 
but it's kind of funny at the same time to kind of watch it. But yeah, I just thought it was shitty. I don't know. What do you guys, yeah. what do you guys think about that? Uh, like, what did that game mean? Somebody remind me. What did that game mean to both teams? If the Saints had won and mm-hmm. the Bucks lost, they would have won the NFC. But they were yeah. up by like 20-some-odd points. So they didn't, have yeah. to, they didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so uh, if I'm Jameis Winston, really, do you really need more controversy? <laughs> do you really need more? No, I don't think you do. So, no, I thought it was classless. I There was no point in doing it. But, hey, it gives people like us something to talk about. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I'm, no one said anything about this is I don't know who scored the touchdown, but if he got a bonus for scoring a touchdown, then fine. I get it. Like, make your money. That's about the only thing I can think of that would explain that. But talk about your bad days. I mean, Arthur Smith, like, you end your NFL career or coaching day like that, and then, oh, Two days, two hours later, you're fired. You're like, well, man, what do I do now? I think you go to a bar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you guys? You what do you guys that FedEx money. Yeah. What do you guys think about Jacksonville and uh, their kind of slow death? Wasn't a slow. Well, yeah, I mean, there <laughs> were eight and three at one point, mm-hmm. and then they finished nine and seven. Yeah. Yeah, that. That's that sucks for them because when I saw them, they're a good football team, and they just it just got cold. They just got cold. Yeah, I mean, the Niners when they last year of Harbaugh started off pretty good, and then they ended up finishing eight and eight. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Well, I think it just it, when you look at the Jags and you look at the Eagles and you look at even the Cowboys. And well, let's put the knives in there. But, you know, we have talked about the NFL season as a marathon. It's not a sprint and mm-hmm. they don't crown champions in October. But at that point, we were all high and mighty because they had put a 42-10 beat down on Dallas and the Niners lose three straight. And then, as you said, John, they go and they play what at that point was a very good Jacksonville team. They had won five in a row. They're on a road. The Niners turned around then, but then. The Eagles, they're 10 and one. And mm. it looked like they were a, at that point, it seemed like they were the team to beat, at least in the NFC. And the Niners go into Philadelphia and they expose that defense. They expose the middle of that defense. And the Eagles haven't been the same since. So it's the teams that can consistently, through adversity, find different ways to win. That has been the 49ers. And that has also been the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. from their season as well so and that's what gets you into the playoffs that's what gets you the number one seed but yeah it's but that's why well why this is why we watch sports yeah it's it's gonna be a fun weekend there's no doubt about it so all right well brian well bless us with your trivia answers sure okay question number one what does WCF stand for on the Lions jerseys? You guys called it right away. So William C. Ford. It is not Wayne Fontes, who I had to, who I thought it was at first. I had to look it up. <laughs> did, did he pass I'm away? Kidding. I don't think he's, I'm yeah, kidding. okay. <laughs> okay, number two. 
What was the last playoff game played at Candlestick? Tim, again, you guys called it. And John, it was in the 2012-2013 season. Niners beat uh, the Packers 45-31. And Cap, Kaepernick had 181 yards rushing with his two uh, two touchdowns. Okay, and I have the cover of Sports Illustrated right over there. There you go. <laughs> it was a Lambeau and Lambeau Field. You guys both called it. Curly Lambeau. He... Okay, I didn't know any of this, but he was a player from 19... He's one of the founders of the Packers. Mm-hmm. He played from 19, 1919 to 1929. He won one championship in his last year. And then he coached the Packers for five more... For like what, 20... Maybe 20 more years, and he won five more championships. Six-time champion. He was a quarterback and a running back. Okay. And the Niners will be playing at Lambeau Field next year. There you go. All right. Number... F- for Ronnie Lott made the Pro Bowl in 81 as a defensive rookie who was the next defensive rookie on the Niners to do so. He uh, said Patrick Willis. All right. You guys are absolutely right. It was Patrick Willis. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, that was a tough one. I mean, yeah. yeah. Patrick Willis because he is a finalist in the Hall of yeah. Fame again. So, That's right. he's one of my favorite players. I wear his jersey almost every game day. So I hope he makes it this year. Don't let Tim touch it. No. Advice, let me tell you. <laughs> Number five, red end zones are back. Uh, what was the last game to have the red end zones at Candlestick? I, I thought I was trying to sneak one by you guys. So, Tim, you remembered it. Yes. <laughs> what? Which was it, Tim? Want to just tell us? It was the final game at Candlestick. 49ers on a Monday night played the Atlanta Falcons. It is best known as the pick at the stick. Navarro Bowman after onside kick. The Falcons were in position to take the lead and he gets an interception, took it to the house and what a way to close out Candlestick. And who was there at the game? Myself, Mr. Brian Cannon, and our good friend Jimmy Waldron, if he happens to be listening. Shout out to Jimmy. The three of us there and of course I think Brian's uh, cousin, uh, Ryan, was there uh, along with some other family friend, family and yep. friends of uh, the Canaan clan. And Doug was there, too. Doug oh, that's was right. there, I'll, too. I'll, yeah. I'll put one more. What was the last song they played? When the lights go down in the city. <laughs> I won't sing it because I don't want to drive yeah. away viewers. Yeah, I'm there for that one. That was a great game. That was memorable. And I'm sure Harbaugh did not want to lose that one for all the the alumni out of the game. Okay. What was the other question I had? Um, no, I think that's it. Okay. You guys got them all. Yeah. Cool. Tim, final thoughts? It's been a great season, guys. I I look at this team. This team is loaded for the playoffs. They are getting the much rooted first round by... If they can get healthy, they get Armstead back, Jair Brown back. Others who have some aches and pains can get a breather. This team is right where you'd want to be in the NFL. So the 49ers, division winners, number one seed, home field advantage. They are in the perfect position to make a deep playoff run. The only thing I will add is I do want to shout out to Jim Harbaugh for winning the national championship last night. Although it was Michigan, who I obviously I'm not a fan of, but 
I always loved him as a 49er coach and to see him uh, hoist a trophy. I all credit to him. I think he's a fantastic coach and congratulations to him. Congrats to him. I wanted, I, obviously we're ruined for, I, we're ruined for him and I, w- I don't have any conf- conflicts for uh, Michigan. So it was fine. And uh, I'm surprised they, uh, they're just a really complete team. I watching a lot of that football yesterday. Where does he go next year? I don't know. There's a lot of openings. So I don't know. He might go to Philly. Uh, <laughs> I need to want to go. To- and you don't want to go to Philly. You certainly don't want to go to Carolina. Yeah, no, not Carolina. But I can. I, I know there's been talk about the Raiders, so I'm sure that'll that'll. You know, the only again. reason I say Raiders is that Al Davis very much was interested in Harbaugh when he was at Stanford. So Harbaugh is like, hey, this could be the time to turn around here. But anyway, yep. John. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think Harbaugh is going to stay in Michigan. I think you got. Complete autonomy there. He can, family can still stay. It's $150 million uh, over 10 years. So, do you want to go back to the NFL and do the grind, move everybody to LA or Vegas or anywhere else, or just stay where you really enjoy it? So, that's my guess. But in terms of final thoughts, I'm just looking forward to the wild card weekend because something wacky is going to happen. And that's why our, the football is so great is the classic underdog beats the Goliath and you never know what it's going to be and fan bases will freak out and lots of stories will be raised and all that kind of stuff. And it won't involve the Niners because they're not playing. So it's really the perfect weekend, but this was a fun season. I can't believe it went by so fast. It just seems like yesterday we just started talking about training camp and now all of a sudden 18 weeks in plus the fact that I saw him the most in person I've seen in quite some time probably since like 1989 1990 so it was honestly just a great fun season plus this podcast getting together with you guys weekly just to talk about stuff and laughing and having a good time was kind of the icing on the cake so I agree with them they've got all the horses to do this they've got rest the only thing they have to do is keep their edge. And I think they're going to do quite well. And yeah, you know, if somebody gets hot and other stories get written, that was, wasn't to be it, well, how it goes, but they're in the position to do really well right now. So I'm, I'm pretty excited. So cool. Well, no, no, nation. We're out of here. Next week we'll preview whoever we're going to play, which we'll know by at least Monday and in that, just enjoy the wild card weekend. Keep the faith. Talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening to Niners Talk. Stay faithful. 